Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Good morning. We are excited to have an author with us this morning. The book is called 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die. Tamara Gomond is here, and she is the author of the book, which is exciting reading for anyone who lives in Rockford or loves our city. So good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thank you for having me. All right, so Tamara, you must uh, you live in Rockford? I do live in Rockford. Well, then you're an expert. You should be able to write this book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, what motivated you to write a book about 100 things to do in Rockford. Well, it started just with my interest in writing. I'm kind of a writer wannabe. I'm an architect by trade, but when you are trying to write other things, you end up in a lot of um, workshops and conferences and things. And I learned a few years ago about the 100 Things books. There are other 100 Things books for other markets. And then last year, if you remember a year ago from last fall, uh, we made a couple of really neat lists. Uh, The Reader's Digest had Rockford on the top 20 places to move to. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Tribune did a nice story on our pride showing, talking about all the things going on downtown and transform Rockford and the new hotels. And, and um, at the time I was sort of looking for a new project and I'd remembered hearing about this and my friends and I are really enjoying the sort of Renaissance that the town is going through. And I decided to give that a try and see if I could come up with a hundred things. I I love the reading. (laughs) It's big print and there's lots of pictures. Yes. It's written to be very experiential and each chapter is just it's it's just a uh, an experiential outlook of whatever that item is it's only a couple paragraphs it's meant to be fun entertaining it's not meant to be a marketing piece it's not replacing people's websites but it directs you to their websites if you want more information so the first six things i look at right away mm-hmm. brewing mm-hmm. swedish pancakes mm-hmm. Uh, Beefaroo. What else is there to talk about? Amen. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> okay, we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, concept to yeah, uh, highlight it, some of our finer points. The food and drink section, the, the, the five sections of the book, food and drink, music and entertainment, sports and recreation, uh, I'm sorry, maybe it's six, culture and history and shopping and fashion, the publisher, that's, that's their format. Um, but the food and drink was really, really important to me because one of the things I love about Rockford and that people in surrounding areas don't realize is that for the size of the city, we are kind of a foodie destination. We have a lot of uniquely owned, um, really fabulous restaurants. Um, so everything in the food and drink section is unique to Rockford. And I had to sadly bunch some things into lists because I couldn't feature everything I wanted to feature, but I wanted to make sure it included foodie restaurants, iconic joints, brew pubs, beefaroo, potato shack, everything that makes Rockford, Rockford. It's so great. Somebody asked me the other day, like, well, I got some friends coming to town. Where would I take them? And right. I was like, well, I wish I would have had 100 things there to tell There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a few of my go. own, but yeah. Well, yeah. 100 things would have been great. Right. Some of these are seasonal, but some of them mm-hmm. are very Rockford, like um, the right. Rockford Rivets and also mm-hmm. the Ice Hogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are given, but we actually have a picture of the Ice Hogs here. So that's mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. tip of the cap to you for that as well. For the sports and recreation, in addition to the sports team, for me, it was very, very important to really highlight all of our natural amenities because we really are could be an outdoor activity destination for people that want a weekend getaway or a day trip 
um, with our forest preserves and rock cut and all our bike trails and our river and all the magnificent things that go along with the rock river. Uh, there's a lot to do outside. <laughs> the, uh, very cute too, like hug a tree at Clem yep. Arboretum and mm-hmm. Botanica Garden. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's beautiful out yep. there. Got to do that. Uh, circle the lake. I mean, you've got even Jane the dinosaur in here. You've yep. got a lot of great things. Yep. There's. So. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, one of the things I enjoyed was uh, there were some things that I researched that were new that I had to go visit and learn about, but things that I had always known, like Jane. I have little kids. We'd been to see Jane years ago. We've raised money for Jane. But going back, researching the book, what you forget as a Rockfordian is that sometimes the stuff that's good is really substantially good. Like Jane, (laughs) I'd forgotten, is considered one of the top 10 dinosaur finds in the last 100 years. She's very significant to the paleontology community. You forget about that. You're right. Yeah. Because it's been a while since you've heard that. Yeah. And really, you know... Rockford people are really embracing this book, but it's, you know, really nice for people that are two hours away that might use our community as a day trip or weekend, that there is stuff to come here. Sure. So the book came out when? At the end of October. Okay. So have you had anyone reach out from other cities going, that was actually great. Can I come up and see some of that and do some research? I don't know if people have actually visited, but I've had a lot of media attention. Um, The Fox TV station in Milwaukee had me for their morning show, and they did a very, very lovely video montage of all the stuff to do in Rockford with Jane and Anderson Gardens and all that. So I like to think with a city the size of Milwaukee, that resulted in someone spending a weekend here. Absolutely. (laughs) And I've done a a few talk shows on some Chicago talk stations, and there's a full-page article in the Madison Capital Times on the book, so... It's it's getting noticed regionally. So when you did the festivals, like mm-hmm. Festa Italiana and all the other mm-hmm. festivals that we have, we have so many festivals. Mm-hmm. How could you possibly do all that research? I mean, it had to take a while. You didn't just sit yeah. down and say, yeah. I'm going to come up with 100 things right. on my own. You had to research. Right. Well, I, I started with the list of what I knew. And then I had gaps that I knew I needed to fill in. And so I had to just go out and research, ask people, what do you enjoy? You know, Google things and then go visit. It was important that I visited and knew what was there and um uh festival wise i i didn't do a ton of festivals i tried to highlight some of the big ones like stroll on state is in here and of course city market that's a summer event and old settlers days um but i tried to make it more with the exception of playing outside you know stuff that is available all the time and not a one-time event you have a lot of great things in here such as um Skydiving off of your bucket list. There you go. Where, where are we skydiving? At? Okay, so <laughs> I have to give the caveat that when I was working on the um, overall list for the book, I debated a lot whether to include how regional how regional to go versus just Rockford. Right. Um, you know, Roscoe rocked, and that's fair game. That's Rockford area. So I would throw things out, and then I would take them back, and but. Two places that are out of town that I included. One was the Chicago Skydiving Center. Um, and I justify it by it's an 815 area code and it's in Rochelle. And that anyone I know that's stupid enough to jump out of a plane in Rockford has done it at the Chicago Skydiving Center. And they have that great restaurant and bar that you can watch people dropping from the sky while you enjoy your beer safe on land. So yeah. I included uh, that in there. See, I'm a Rockfordian, and I've done exactly that. There Sat you go. In the bar and watch people jump. <laughs> yep, not me. Yep. Yeah. 
We yeah. are talking to author Tamara Gomond about her book, 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die, and there's a picture of a bucket. So these obviously are bucket list items that are it's comprehensive, it's fun, it's quirky, it's Rockford. I mm-hmm. love this book. Well, thank you. It's it's great reading with Thanks. great uh, with a great price. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where do I get my hand on such a book? Well, it is in store out at our Barnes & Noble. Um, Roxy Carmichael was carrying it. I'm not sure what they still have in stock, but it's also on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Which is great. And you're going to be doing some speaking at the uh, library, too, I understand? Yes. Um, coming up, I have the North Suburban Library District, so that would be the Loves Park Branch Library. Right. Uh, you also have a section here about be a cheap trick groupie. Yeah. You have to include cheap you trick. You do. Well, and I was thrilled. I um, kind of grabbed a hold of the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. They have a cheap trick uh, map online. You can download the PDF that shows places that were significant to cheap trick. They're in their formidable years. And sure. so that's kind of fun. If, if that's what draws you here, great music and, and a little cheap trick fandom, there is something out there for you to <laughs> <laughs> grab onto and go visit places. Old Settlers Days. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very comprehensive, but mm-hmm. you got a, a great... Outlook of things, and then as you read it, you realize, wow, I have Rockford in my hand here. This is a great resource. If you have friends, relatives, Mm -hmm. or maybe you want to say, this is the year I actually get to know where I live. Right. Because you really Mm -hmm. highlight a lot of things and and give good information, directions, Mm -hmm. addresses, and it's everything. It's all right here. Mm -hmm. It's also good. I've had some interest from people. If you're in a business here in town and you have difficulty attracting young talent to the Rockford market because they don't know the community. This is a nice little swag bag or recruiting tool, too, that there's fun stuff going on here. Or, Bravo. Yeah, so Never it's even been thought used of that, that, that way. That's a mm-hmm. great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunt for vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the peck thing in here as well. Mm-hmm. A pamper yourself, and just it's a really comprehensive book. And when I, when I came across the title, 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die, I'm like, i got to get in touch. <laughs> I gotta find Tamara. I gotta find out more about this book. Yeah. Because this is things that, you know, we take for granted. Right. And it's all right here. And when you look at it in print, it's like, yeah, we do live in a great city. We do. We forget. And um there's just so much. Like you forget, like I mean, I, I'm a big fan of our symphony, but some people may not realize the caliber of the symphony orchestra that we have. And some of our um museum type things our our children's museum has made a forbes list of best children's museums and starlight theater was designed by Jeannie gang who's an internationally renowned architect you know it's it's considered a substantial modern architecture um building within illinois and our Lawrence house is very substantial you know there's a lot of good <laughs> there's a lot of good and a lot of really significant things that we do forget and we should remember. <laughs> so, as a uh, architect, uh-huh. a full time trade, mm-hmm. uh, is the, uh, the the famous homes in here? I think Tinker Swiss is in here. Tinker is in there, and like I mentioned, the Laurent House, um, the Coronado is standalone for itself. In addition to there being an entry about the symphony that you know lives there, um, and um, Starlight, I believe those are the four significant architectural components so as, a, as an architect mm-hmm. uh, mr wright's laurent house i mm-hmm. mean is that truly that unique yes because it was designed for someone who was wheelchair bound at a time before there was a whole americans with disability act and before 
um, accessible type architecture was a thing. So that is extremely significant. And it was a time period that he called his Usonian houses. It was sort of um, the beginning of what we sort of know as sort of open ranch houses. And mm-hmm. But um, so it's significant. And because the Lawrence were the only people that lived there, has all the original furnishings. So it's which he designed, Frank Lloyd Wright designed most of the furnishings. So as an architect, would your next book be 100 Incredible Buildings in Rockford to see <laughs> before you die? Because we've got some great architecture. We do have a town. lot of good architecture, yes. So do, I don't do, know. I'll think about that. Do you have that. a sequel at well, all? I was thinking of just like highlighting restaurants because I had to lump <laughs> so many, so many into lists and, you know, so many open and um, there's sure. a lot of great opportunity. So as an author, a Mm -hmm. lot of people have that aspiration of Mm -hmm. writing a book, and you actually just grabbed it by the horns, and you said, I'm going to make a book, Mm -hmm. and you actually created something that Mm -hmm. I'm holding in my hand here that had to be very rewarding, but at the same time, uh, a little bit harder than you maybe thought? It's extremely difficult to get published when uh, people that think they want to be writers, uh, because I like to write, I would like to be a novelist at some point, and the publishing industry is a very... It's a different animal if you haven't been involved in it. and But because I attend a lot of um, workshops and um, writing conferences, I had learned about Reedy Press, the publisher that does the 100 Things books. But I still had to, I had to put together my outline. I had to write a few sample chapters. I had to do some research. And then I had to pitch it to him and make sure he was interested. And I had to show him that I thought... There was a market for it and that people in Rockford would be interested in it and that it would have some regional draws. So it's, it's a little challenge, but it was very rewarding. <laughs> it was a lot are, of fun to finish. You are thinking about doing it again, though. You are thinking mm-hmm. of possibly doing another book. Yes. Which is awesome. We're talking to Tamara Gomond of 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die, a great book that very inexpensive. And you can mm-hmm. buy, like you said, Barnes & Noble or even on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, your concept of including it with... Other companies who are looking for employees mm-hmm. or businesses to build in Rockford and such is brilliant. And I'm sure Thank like you. Transform Rockford and stuff like that would have they contacted mm-hmm. you about including the this Transform book? Rockford hasn't. Um a number of realtors have bought um books to give to clients at closing and the title companies and that sort of thing. And some corporations have bought some books to give out I, to brilliant. their to what their staff. And, yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Um I guess I would say best way to get a copy of this is buy it in person or go to Amazon, as you said, right? Um, I Last time I was out at Barnes & Noble, they had just brought in a whole new batch, and it's in the regional travel section of the store, kind of around the corner from the Starbucks in the store. But go to Amazon, too. That's always easy. Just great. So you had a lot of fun building this book, yep, I'm sure. It was a lot of fun. Too, and your family probably saying, when are we going to do this again? What yeah, are we exactly. Do next? <laughs> and, and the pictures and everything, it's just a, a great read and um, a great I want to say conversation coffee table book mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. If you live in Rockford, this has got to be on your table. Well, it's written to be, like I said, the experiential language that even if you're not really interested in visiting any place, I believe each little chapter is written, written entertainingly enough that it's kind of fun to just read it through. Right. And I love the fact that you included addresses mm-hmm. and uh, phone numbers and such. And so websites. People can mm-hmm. reach out like, you know yep. what, that sounds interesting. And they could just find that address and go there themselves. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, can't wait to, to 1,000 things to do in there you go. before you die. That would be the next step <laughs> there maybe you go. as well. So thank you so much, Tamara. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. All right. 100 things to do in Rockford before you die. Author Tamara Goman. Back with more in a moment. I left the military. That's a 
traumatic brain injury, I came home to fight depression, anxiety, and alcohol. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Madam Greathouse, Army veteran. DAV helps veterans get the benefits they've earned. With DAV's help, I've built a new life for myself. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. My victory is just experience in life. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Good morning. Today we're talking to Tammy Christensen from Heartland Hospice Care, and she's here to talk about guns and hoses. Well, not actually the elements, but the game. (laughs) The the game. game. Yes. (laughs) Well, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Steve. I'm well. Thank you for having me. All right. So tell me, what exactly is an annual guns and hoses charity game? So many years ago, um, one of the local police officer groups reached out to me about getting involved in the Guns and Hoses charity ice hockey game. So basically, it's the local policemen um, that play hockey and the local firefighters that play hockey. Um, they do this event to raise money for local charities. So they actually strap on skates. Oh, it's and let me tell you, their smack talk is going on right now between the teams. Um, you can imagine what that sounds like between the police and the firemen. Um, but it is an, a legitimate game. It's held at the BMO Harris Bank Center um, on the ice that the Ice Hogs play on. That's uh, Saturday? Saturday, March 21st. All right, so it must be an afternoon game because if there is a night game, they'll need the Correct. Okay. It's one thirty. One thirty in the afternoon on Saturday, March 21st. Guns and hoses. Rockford Area Police against Rockford local firefighters. Yes. The, the guys and gals that skate. Correct. Wow. I did. First of all, I'm impressed that they skated. I, I had no idea that anybody else knows how to skate except hockey players in my head. I don't, I don't get it. But uh, there must be a, a fee or something because they're raising funds, correct? They are. They're raising um, funds for three local charities. Um, the ticket prices for the Guns and Hoses game is $5 each, or you can get five tickets for $20. And that admission ticket also doubles as a raffle ticket. And so we have three Great prizes that we give away every year, and we announce the winners at the game. What kind of prizes are we looking at? So the first place prize is a 50-inch TV. Wow. And yeah, about a $500 value. You're not going to actually have it there on the ice. uh, Not on the ice, but we do have it there so the winner can take it home that day. Perfect. And then the second prize is a cordless tool set that the gentlemen seem to really like. And then the third, because we wanted to do something for the ladies, is we have a beauty day and a house cleaning package. And that's sponsored by Bailey's Salon and Circle of Wellness and Annabelle's Cleaning Service. So a whole lot of ears just perked up. On that I'm one. telling you, I, I advocated for that prize <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, is this going to be a complete sellout of the BMO? Could this be? Um, usually, the BMO reserves half of the um, bleachers or the seating for us mm-hmm. um i've been involved with the guns and hoses for probably about five years um and our attendance keeps growing every year because one it's for three local great charities but it's also a time to come and support and cheer on our local heroes um the police and the firemen so it, it's just it's a great um inexpensive day to take the whole family you know at five dollars a ticket sure. or you get five for twenty um, so bring out the kids. It's open seating. So if you get there, doors open usually an hour before the game starts. And so if you want to sit right, you know, behind the glass, you can have the kids go and they like to bang on the, the glass and 
cheer them on. Of course I do. So you mentioned three local charities are going to benefit. What are those three charities? So um, we are this year raising funds for the Jamie Cox Foundation, the Greg Lindmark Foundation, and the not-for-profit Heartland Hospice Memorial Fund. That's great. So again, you can get your tickets. How do I buy tickets? Right at the door? So you can buy them at the door. If they're um, available. If, you don't if they are out. available. Um, we also right now have them on sale at our Heartland Hospice office, which is very conveniently located on Mulford and East State Street. We're the first floor of the Chase Bank building. Okay. So typical business hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 430 um, you can also go on our Facebook page. Um, there's a Guns and Hoses Facebook page. And Jamie Cox Foundation um, is able to do an online ticket purchase. Um, so that link is on that page as well. And then, um, you know, just calling around. I know some of the policemen are selling the tickets, some of the firemen. Um, so they're out in the community. Do the policemen and the firefighters know this is a charity game and it's really not full-fledged Full body contact. Well, it is, though, (laughs) because let me tell you, I've been to these games. um, And last year we did have some body checking going on. So they do know it's a family event and, you know, it's all fun for great causes. But, you know, they're 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 competitive. Um, A lot of these players do play on other leagues. Um, so, you know, sometimes one of the groups might bring in a ringer per se, maybe perhaps a former NHL player, oh. um, has been out on the ice before. So sometimes it can get, you know, a little heated, but in a friendly way. All right. Again, we're talking about the Guns and Hoses charity hockey game between the Rockford Area Police and the Firefighters Saturday, March 21st. Tickets $5 or 5 for $20. Uh, we mentioned how to get them, and we know that it is a benefit for the Jamie Cox Foundation. Yes. Also the Greg Lindmark Foundation you mentioned, and the Heartland Hospice Memorial Fund. Tell us a little bit, since Tammy Christensen is with Heartland Hospice, what are you going to use your funds for? What's the programs? So the thing I love about our Memorial Fund with Heartland is all the monies raised go directly back to our patients and families. Um, so we never use our donations for operational expenses, um, you know, payroll, marketing. It goes straight back to our patients. For example, um, we've taken care of patients that have maybe needed, um, you know, air conditioner repairs, car repairs. Um, maybe they're tr- having trouble making their rent because of their illness. So we help them, you know, we submit paperwork and receive grants. Um, to get them these things that are above and beyond the care that hospice is providing for them. Um, we've done kind of like make a wish, you know, last wishes for our patients, um, plane tickets, maybe for a family member that couldn't otherwise come and see their loved one that's declining. So it's things of that nature that, um, are really heartfelt and, meaningful and impactful for our patients and families. It's just when you hear the word hospice, you think the end so quickly, you know, but you do other things with this money too. We, we do. Um, you know, there was one, um, actually a bereaved family member of one of the patients we cared for. And she was the caregiver um, for her mother and she never learned how to drive. And so she had no mode of transportation after her mother passed mm. um, and, and really didn't want to learn how to drive. You know, that it was scary for her. So we actually um, got a, a really souped up bicycle for her that had, <laughs> you know, a basket and it. It just totally met her needs and what she wanted. And so it's things like that that we can do and give back to our patients and families and the community. You know, we're 
big supporters and just we live here, we work here, and we, we serve our area. Do you have to be referred by a physician to Heartland Hospice, or is that just some, anybody can walk in? Or Anyone can walk in. Anyone can call us. Um, you know, honestly, a lot of the people that reach out to us are just folks that are struggling in the home um, or have a loved one in a facility, and they just know that, you know, we can't. We can't make what is happening go away, but we can focus our care on providing that comfort and dignity. And so they call us themselves um, because, you know, doctors, you know, we love them, but boy, they just, they want to treat and um, do heroic measures and maybe not have those end of life discussions all the time. Right. It's, it takes a special person to do that. Well, that's why this is such an important charity hockey game, I guess you would say, between the police and the firefighters. So Yes. And I mean, you know, working with the Jamie Cox Foundation and the Greg Lindmark Foundation, it's been an honor um, to meet their families and, you know, kind of going through their journey with them, um, what they experienced and lost. Um, these were two local heroes themselves. And to be able to keep their memory alive and their legacy alive, um, it's just very humbling to, to be on this um, team with them. All right, so is this the fourth annual installment of Guns um, and Hoses, or has this been going on for... This has been going on for many, many years, many, even many before years. my involvement. So this is actually Guns and Hoses happens throughout the United States. Oh, okay. So there's other local police and firemen that do this in other cities, you know, Philadelphia or, you know, Seattle, wherever. Sure. So it, it's kind of a national thing. All right. Did we know who won last year? The I'm, policeman uh, won. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, the year before that, the fireman won. It was kind of a, a an upset. Last year, um, sometimes I get my years mixed up, but last year I think it went down to a shootout at the end. Wow. Because it was a tie. I mean, it was awesome. It was a great game. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know the police and the firefighters uh, roll up their sleeves for blood drives. They're always out there in a the community collecting toys, doing whatever they have to do. But to play hockey, that's really going above and beyond the call of duty. I it think. is. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, one of those things where you think, you know, there's kind of two police organizations and then hospice, how we all intermix and um, work together. And I can tell you that both the police and the firemen are very supportive of our staff in Rockford. Um, you know, we, the police actually come to our office and do trainings for our staff. Um, we sometimes have to call them to assist us at different houses. Wow. The firemen will come, you know, 24-7 and help a, a nurse in the home that maybe needs some muscle. Um, so I just, I really love that um, we have the support of the community for this. All right, so now it's, uh, I guess everything is in place. It's up to the community to come and watch the game. Correct. We want to pack the house. <laughs> All right, so tickets are $5 each or 5 for $20. And again, you can get linked up and get more details through Facebook, through Heartland Hospice. Yes. Or even by uh, just popping in at 600 East State Street and uh, talking to Tammy or anyone there and uh, getting your tickets there or through a policeman or a firefighter. Yes, yes. All right. Well, good luck to the team of your choice. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm, I'm staying neutral on this one. The blue and the red. I, I love them both. So. All right, Tammy. Thanks for stopping in today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line.